0: Inside the Rink podcast. It's episode two. Hey, tootin' your own horn. Maddie Smitty, and Connor back with you. Uh, presented by InsideTheRink.com. One-stop shop for your NHL and ECHL. News, insight, and analysis. And fellas, it's e- episode two, and we, uh, we've we survived.
1: Yeah, it's nice to be here. Uh, you know, a <laughs> couple of little audio technical glitches there with, uh, with the podcast network, and and I'm giving us the shaft, but uh, we right. have everything right. ironed out now. We're all ready. We're all on all the platforms. We're on your Googles and your Apples and Spotify's and Castaway and Castbox and who knows all the other ones that are out there. Yeah. So it's so. a heavy hitter, Castbox. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah we get a ton of downloads. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon I'm not Prime, sure where to find I don't it. know, at, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, a it's sure. like a hamster wheel and some string, and they right. you know they right. run it out of somebody's basement. Yeah,
0: yeah, you'd be well,
2: surprised at how many goddamn platformers there are, and how many gray hairs oh I got this week while oh dealing God. with Apple and Google. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I, be- I believe it. I really do. It's uh, it's not easy to to have to handle all that stuff and get through it. So we are forever indebted to you, Connor. And uh, <laughs> yes, forever. <laughs> and at uh, least yeah. Now we have to do uh, we have to do some episodes of this program. So uh, yeah, let's get after no. it. Yeah. Let's get right after it. Um, all right. So
0: this is the uh, first, I guess, full week of NHL action. Uh, some surprises, some, uh, of course, Vegas golden Knights, four and O right out of the gate, no real hangover, which is impressive for a team that, uh, you know, went pretty much bulldozed through the Stanley cup playoffs there, particularly the finals, uh, and right out of the gate four four wins in a row for them. It's kind they're kind of a wagon right now. And, a. And none of us had, those, had them in our predictions, but um, you know what? Maybe they do make a run and, and go back to back here. What do you think, Smitty?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of impressive. No real Stanley Cup hangover from them, uh, which mm-hmm. you, you you usually see. You know, the guys are partying a little hard over the summertime. And sure. It usually takes a little while to get back in the swing of things, but they they kind of hit the ground running and, and are playing real, real well. They're They're a big physical team. They can kind of beat you in any way. They have good defense. They have, you know, great forward depth. They have scoring. They have, you know, good goaltending now, too. Uh, so they're really a complete team and and can do it in all kinds of ways. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be a real tough out in the Western Conference for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I like them. Uh, I, it's funny. I didn't really think of them. In fact, I think I had them second or third in the Pacific. Like, I just... I don't know why, but the, the team hasn't changed all that much, and it's it's very good. And of course, Cassidy's you know one of the really good coaches in the league, as we know, as Bruins fans. So um, I just thought that you know you have such a short amount of time to recover, and like you said, your was Ovechkin was you know drinking it out of the friggin' sewer. <laughs> he was like pouring, he was like pissing in it uh, for like two months. Uh, so it's hard to to dial it back up, but they have, and they're they're doing pretty well. Um, all right, two minute minor time. We go through some of the the minor news of the week, and Brandon Tanev is out, <laughs> and it says UBI. I thought it said UGI. That's a lower. This is an upper upper body upper body. Yeah, for, for good old Brandon Tanef. Uh,
1: tough loss for the the Kraken. Yeah, does, right. a, does a physical therapist prescribe cranberry juice? Wait, what's happening? Right. What's what's the deal right. with that? Right. So what's the what – yeah, you out four to six weeks of that thing? Uh, four to six yeah. weeks. I mean, just drink some cranberry juice and hop back out there for crying out loud. Right. right. Um, yeah, so the Kraken the have been a, a disappointment. They have been. You know, they
0: have been. Time. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've been disappointing. And I they what are they 0 oh and oh two and one or 0 and three or whatever it is and they're just not I don't know. They have they I thought they would come out guns blazing here and they were surprised last year. Yeah. Uh, but very good team and they really haven't uh they've
2: come out of the gate kinda slow. They are currently oh three and one. 0 and one.
1: Yeah, so yes. I, I feel like it's probably a little bit of, you know, the teams are kind of taking them more seriously now because they had a, a good season. They have some good young talent. Mm. You know, they are mm. hit with some injuries like Tana. He's a big part of their of, of their team. So, um, you know, a combination of things probably there. You know, may, they might not be getting the same kind of goaltending that they were getting last year as well. So mm. uh, a combina- combination of factors uh, leading to them having kind of a rough start. Mm.
0: Kirby Doc uh, out uh, ACL and MCL injury, so he's out long term for the Montreal Canadiens. That's a tough loss for the Canadiens, who are already behind the eight ball. I mean, it's just not much there. Uh, a rebuilding project in a tough division, like you know, they're picked to be near the bottom, at the bottom, whatever it is, anyway. But uh, they're without him now for probably the, the rest of the season.
2: It came yeah. out this morning. The rest of the season. Rest of the believe. season.
0: So that's yeah. a that's a really Tough loss. He had 14 goals last year, but, but a good player who's on the up, up and coming list and uh, he'll be out. So that's a tough one for the Canadians who are already thinned,
1: uh, as we all know. It certainly is um, a, a tough loss because they just, uh, you know, they're going to be kind of towards the bottom of the standings all year long, kind of fighting San Jose probably for that number one overall pick in the draft mm. next year. So uh maybe this helps them. You know, they they get in there, they get another number one pick. Uh they didn't have as much luck with uh Urav Slavskovsky or whatever the hell his name is. No. Uh no. there. Um, you know, kind of a bad year to get a top pick there with uh, mm. you know, some impact guys kind of around him in other drafts. So um, you mm-hmm. know, maybe maybe they get the number one pick this year and they can take a kid like uh Macklin Celebrini there out of B U who's Started off the season uh, for the Terriers pretty hot.
0: Yeah, I mean Celebrini would be you know a great get for them, but uh, if they don't, uh, if they don't get him, it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty big rebuilding project for them. They had that one year in 2020 was a bubble, yeah, where they kind of yeah. caught fire
2: that, uh, that uh, was all a, Canadian uh, division. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was a that was a fluke playing in all of Canada and you know, with no crowds, and kind of got hot. Uh, and did well but since then they've been nosediving big time mm-hmm. which is you know not uh you know doesn't cause me much angst no love to see it honestly but,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense but, no no offense uh, love to see it love to see yeah. the Montreal Canadiens struggle because there was a lot of years there when they were good mm-hmm. and the Bruins mm-hmm. kind of struggled or struggled to beat them so I'm sure. perfectly fine with uh with Montreal having some down years Sure. Haven't played Montreal, the Bruins, in the playoffs since
0: fourteen, I think it was. Two thousand fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Which was a Canadians Canadians win. Uh Owen Power, new contract. Uh he signs resigns uh, re-signs with Buffalo. You see it there seven years at eight point three five million. He goes with the Rasmus Dallin, who was always already re-signed. So that's a pairing uh, similar to Boston that what they have now there. They're two Big top pair defenseman signed for the next several years uh, in Sabres on the up and up. They they just beat the Lightning in overtime last night uh, for their first win of the year. A, a really
1: young, talented team and power is uh, is on the books for seven more years for them. That's a that's a interesting sign because he's yeah. still really, really young. And yeah. uh, I don't he's, blame him. He's I,
2: really not in the grand scheme of things. He's, you got to remember, he came out of the NCAA. Yeah, he didn't come out of the Canadian junior leagues. Right. So he's he's older than the typical yeah. um, prospects. But this is the first contract out of his ELC. But I believe he'll be twenty nine or thirty when this contract finishes.
1: Yeah. So he's 29. like twenty. Yeah. So he's like twenty one, twenty two now. So still, still fairly young to be getting uh a contract and, like yeah. this yeah. with only right. what the I mean he played one year in the league, right? That's all he's right. played in, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes last, last year was yeah. his first year. So they, they're signing right. him to this extension and and I mean who knows? I mean the he, Buffalo he's are
2: doubling down on yeah. the yeah. salary cap going up.
1: Yeah, I well, mean he's Jack he's shown and- signs that that he's good, but you don't really know if he's gonna live up to this type of a contract. You really right. don't well there's also the point that they're in Buffalo. Yeah. And it's
0: and it's hard to draw people there. You know what I mean? So if you get some high picks and they're even half as good as you think they might be, you're almost forced to do this kind of thing because I don't know how much you're gonna go get big time free agents to go there. Right. Right. So Probably, it, that's, yeah. that's part of it. I mean, that's. Yeah. You keeping know, your young talent happy. Sure. Yeah. It is quite a bit of money though. I mean, it's it makes Charlie McAvoy's deal look a hell of a lot better. It makes Hampus Lindholme's look sure. a hell of a lot better. Like, I don't know, but, but Darlene and now they're, now they're in it with Darlene and power. That's your defensive pairing for the next seven years um, in Buffalo. Uh, Lindy rough signs as well. On um, your thoughts on Lindy.
2: Well, I think uh, the world has definitely shifted. Uh, (laughs) When he was first in the Devils there, they were Mm. getting ready to fire him Mm -hmm, and wanted his head on a pike. And all of a sudden, everybody loved him. They make the playoffs Mm -hmm. on this great run. Here comes an extension. Um, I think there's a lot more that Ruff has to give. Obviously, he's coaching a young Devils team that's on the rise, and they're just continuing to add some star power to that team. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Lindy Ruff win a Stanley Cup under this contract. To be honest with you, so I think it's a good contract for him, and probably even better contract for Devils fans. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. I think uh, I think he's kind of a, a good guy to be at the helm of that team at this particular time, a lot of young guys, they need kind of an authoritarian authoritarian uh, leader uh, who's a no nonsense guy always has been uh, for some of these young guys to kind of learn the league and and develop the right kind of habits and so forth. So I feel like he's uh, the right guy at the right time there in Jersey. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a long shelf life. I mean, he's the type of guy that, you know, they'll probably get
0: rid of him a year or two or whatever, but uh, right now, I mean that's a really talented team. I haven't won in the cup, so um, as long as they stay away from injury and so forth, they're a they're a good team, scary team. Jack Hughes is outstanding. Like mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a team that can definitely win the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, Devin Taves under contract seven years, seven point two five million with the, the Avalanche, so he resigns. Uh, Taves was one of the bigger names to, to be a free agent at the end of this season. So he's off the books now. And um, and the Avalanche are a team that I feel like at any moment they could get hot again. I mean, they're really talented. Um, but they've sort of taken a back seat to the Knights. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. It's it, They'd lost Landerskog for a bit of time. McKinnon still, is still excellent. Um, but they're a
1: team that uh, you know, is scary to to play against. They are and, and he for, forms a really nice uh dynamic with Kale McCarr, obviously his uh his D partner. So uh, you know, they there's their their number one defensive pair for for a long time. And uh, you know, they both are really good offensive players, uh and and T- Taves is a is a pretty good shutdown D man. So they have Uh, You know, kind of a good balance between the two of those guys. And then you pair that with, you know, your Rantanans and McKinnons, uh, you know, and Landeskog, you know, when he comes back from his injury uh, next year, you know, they have uh, a really good nucleus there uh, and should should be uh, perennial favorites for for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're seeing teams lock up their top pairs. I mean, that's that's why the Bruins had such a hard time for a while. Uh, trying to find a left side defense like it's they don't grow on trees and teams lock them up, so it's um, mm-hmm. definitely a, a you know uh, a commodity to have you know players like Taves and like of course Makar, uh, but having a guy like
1: Taves with him is definitely uh, very valuable. Yeah, I mean Colorado. Colorado started off. Just sorry to interrupt there for a second, but Colorado did have started off the season three and zero. Uh, with uh, 11 goals for and, and four against, so they're certainly on their way to uh, to having a, a mm. pretty good start to the season.
2: Hard to debate, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's four, four <laughs> goals against in three games. That's a good start. For yeah. them. Here's
2: a here's a fun one on Taves, right? Let's okay. let's play with this because I I looked at this and I was baffled. How many years do you think he's played in the league? Without looking, I'm gonna say
1: six. Yeah, I would have said five
0: or six.
2: Okay, you're right on the money. This is his sixth year. Sixth year. When he finishes this contract that he just signed, he'll be 36. He's actually 30 right now. Okay. Oh, he is? He is an NHL player that did not break in until pretty late in his career at the NHL level. Wow. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, he was with Um, the Islanders, and he was kind of underused there. Right. And and, uh, Colorado really pulled a fast one and kind of grabbed him, and he's really blossomed Mm. since he— you got out to Colorado. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd blossom too. If Kale McCarr was on my side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Just, just stand a lot up right. of, <laughs> a lot of secondary yeah. assists there. Here you go. Kale. Right. <laughs> do yeah, you your thing.
2: I mean, it's not like he was ever terrible. Um, no, no, he wasn't. Not at Islanders. all. He just no, ended yeah. up being a, a cap casualty. Cap. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm. So, right.
2: Yeah. You know, the, the avalanche kind of lucked out in that scenario there. Sure.
1: I mean, the, the Islanders have had a few people like that where they kind of, lost well really yeah so the, like that's the thing he's a cap casualty and they lucked out but did they luck out or would the islanders was that poor management right. by the islanders like that's the guy you picked to get rid of for the for cap space like you couldn't right. get rid of Cal clutterbuck for crying out right, loud right. i mean oh we need <laughs> right, our
2: right, identity so. fourth line yeah boom yeah. Boom, yeah. boom 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 right. boom but yeah. i believe that how was <laughs> in the era where they had johnny boychuck yeah on their yep. back end it, as it was. well It yeah, it, yeah. yeah, yeah so johnny, it's
1: yeah. like you know you you choose who you get rid of and and the islanders you choose poorly <laughs> you do yeah, that they've chosen poorly and they're back down to where they they should have been i guess yeah um
0: austin matthews with hat tricks in his first two games he's on pace to score 246 goals <laughs> which is a lot more than i predicted i had 60
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think yeah. they lost the the next game there to uh to somebody who did, did chicago they? chicago they lost yeah to- so yeah, maybe chicago. not 246 anymore but still well over 100 no. Uh, yeah. so he's, he's having a pretty good start to the season and, right. uh, and he's only gonna uh,
2: score 180 goals. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. It. Damn it.
1: <laughs> he's slumping.
2: <laughs> Thank God I picked him for the rock. Yeah. Run, I
1: right? mean, yeah. your, your prediction, you'll probably still be okay. Cause it's prices, right. So. You know, you gotta stay under. Yeah.
2: So who, so who,
0: I, I feel like he doesn't get it. He doesn't get a lot of, when it comes to the top player in the league, it's, which is obviously McDavid, but when you go like, two through four there. Like, I feel like he doesn't get a lot of respect to be, because I think he's the second best player in the league. Like, I, I don't, I think, I mean, I know they haven't won a cup and the Leafs are hard on their players because they always fail and so forth. But I think Austin Matthews is the second best player in the NHL.
2: I think there's probably a group of four people that you talk about when you say the best players in the NHL. Connor McDavid, obviously. Mm. Nathan McKinnon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews, yeah. mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl. I would right. agree. Right. And then agree. there is a cliff mm-hmm. that's right. probably about a 40-foot drop, and then right. there's another pack of about 40. And yeah,
1: yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah, sure. sure. Jack yeah. Hughes. Um, yeah, this guy's in the next level right. there. But I would agree. But I think, yeah, I think yeah, I Matthews like is Matthews, in that top yeah. tier, but I also do feel like – he is a little bit kind of under the radar there. Like, you don't, like, yeah, he had a great start, and now you're hearing about the start. But, you know, over the course of the season, it's more McDavid highlights and, you know, McDavid right. to Dry and McKinnon goes, he's not really an end to end guy like those guys. No, so you don't no. get the flashy highlight. You just get yeah. an absolute roof job from five right. feet you're away, right. You're right. you know, where he just yeah. blows it by a goalie's it. ear. Yeah. And you're like, holy right. shit, like, can he shoot yeah, the right. puck? Or, right. you know, he'll make a good play. But he's not even really the dish man. That's really more minor or Nylander. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's just so good at uh, in he and is. around the net and little small plays where he, uh, you know, that leads to offense for Toronto. So, yeah, I agree 100%. he's, it, he's you definitely know
2: blows my mind about this, too, in – us having the conversation about this is we're talking about Austin Matthews on the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay. who plays on the team that probably gets the most media in the NHL. and We're saying right. that he's probably <laughs> underrated in this right. category. Yeah. Right, yeah, I right. feel like people wow. don't respect him 100%. Yeah. I feel
0: like
1: they, because he plays for Toronto, probably. Well, I, th- I think, well, else. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that's a big part of it. And I think the fact that uh, they haven't done, you know, they haven't had playoff su- success, like right. those other, like McKinnon's won a cup, you know, uh, the McDavid and Dryside have, to have too, been to you know, like Western conference final, like, those guys have had more playoff success than him. So until right. he kind of gets up into that same level of playoff success or or wins right. a cup, he's still going right. to fa he's still going to be probably a little bit less in everyone's eyes, I would say. Right. He's he
2: yeah. would be the Joe Thornton of the next generation. Right. 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 There you He'd go. be right. a great player who has great statistics and will likely get into the Hall of Fame. Sure he will. Right. But he will always be one of those, oh, wow, I totally forgot about him.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Arda Ocal on our podcast, the Bruins Benders podcast, a couple couple of years ago said that he was
1: going to beat Ovechkin, who was eventually going to beat Gretzky's goals record. Yeah. He said McDavid is going to have the goal scoring record when he's done. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So, interesting. We'll have to Um, hook back up with Arda in, you know, 15 years when when Matthews is – the goal-scoring right. champion. Uh, all
0: right. The NHL has officially notified teams who would like to hear their opinions on decentralization of the draft, having clubs stay at home while prospects attend NFL and NBA style. If there is desire for change, would most likely be in 2025, outside chance of 2024. Horrific idea. Terrible idea. Be. Just
1: awful. It's, yeah, one, it's, one of, it's one of the things, it's one of the few things that the NHL does really well. Is, is, is is the draft, the whole, uh, party kind of atmosphere at the draft. Uh Um, you know, all the kids come, the families come, there's kind of a, you know, a big scene there. Uh, and it's one of the events they do really, really well. It would be a shame if they keep all the teams at home and they just have the kids show up and you get to watch them skate around and, you know, in, in a t-shirt and, in spandex and see how Uh fast they can skate and then how fast they can shoot. Like, I I just, I think it's an awful idea.
2: No, 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 no. I think you have the wrong idea of what they're necessarily suggesting. Okay. The only thing that's going to change is the teams with the tables down on the floor and the team personnel staff.
1: Stay home. They
2: will no longer be there. All of the fans will still be in the stands. All of the players will still be there in suit and tie and go up on stage and take a picture with like the commissioner or whatever. Um, And everything else will be the same. The only thing um, that'll change is the team and staff and personnel. So there'll be
0: like their
2: own war rooms somewhere else. Correct. Like they did during the COVID years. Um, Okay. And so from what I've heard in some of the Canadian radio that I've listened to, et cetera, is that there's really two things at play. One Being the draft is so close to July 1st and free agency that teams just feel like it's so crammed together and rushed. Like this last year, I went down to the draft in Nashville, and it was Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, it was Saturday or Sunday, was July 1st. It was within a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that being one they want to be home and in their home base and be a little bit more well prepared. And two is the travel expense. All the teams are flying in all of these scouts, their personnel bringing in probably a few dozen team staff, employees, et cetera, for this event. When they would typically just be at their home base at the arena, okay. you know, because you're paying for the flights, you're paying for food, beverage, right. hotel, you know the whole works for probably I would assume around yeah. 30 people yeah per the, team. there's okay. a travel
1: entourage okay so if so okay. I'll rephrase it it that doesn't bother me at all i I would be fine with that if I'm a team employee though that's one of the 20 30 people yeah. that that usually gets right. to go to the draft and now I can't right. go I'm pissed. Right. Yeah.
0: And obviously, Bruins owner Jeremy Jacobs is spearheading. Oh, yeah, because he's the, the cheapest
1: initiative. motherfucker yeah. in the whole okay. world.
0: <laughs>
2: he is cheap.
1: He yeah. is
0: cheap. Uh, Have you
2: guys yeah, ever been yeah. to any of the NHL drafts? Yeah, in 1997,
0: we went to the Thornton one at the Fleet Center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We so, went to that one.
2: I've gone to a couple recently, the one in Nashville this last summer. And then I believe like I saw you guys in a text earlier, like 2017, 2018, whenever it was in Chicago and what I am upset about is the experience that I had in Chicago will never be able to exist again. I was a through and through Boston Bruins fan at that point in time. And I was walking through the concourse and here comes Sean Thornton, who at the time was a executive for the Florida Panthers. Mm -hmm. And I was flabbergasted that I was walking shoulder to shoulder with this guy. And I looked at him. I said, Oh, Hey, Sean, nice to see you. And he said, (laughs) Oh, Hey. And he saw that I had like a Bruins jersey on. And he said, do you want to take a picture? I said, absolutely. Like,
1: Oh, did we lose Connor? Did we? That was a great story, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. you. are one at, of my I, favorite I, Bruins had. Oh, am I back?
2: Yeah. Oh, we boy, gotcha. technical difficulty. We got gotcha. you. It was just a pregnant pause. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so we ended up having like a two to three minute conversation and then Dale Talon, who was the Florida Panthers general manager at the time, came over and said, Hey, Sean, hate to bother you, but we need to go and talk to so and so. And I don't remember the name. And he goes, Oh, one second. And he finished the bit of the conversation they we were having. He said, I apologize. I need to run. I said, Hey, man, I get it.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a, yeah. He's like, And,
2: Wow. I'll send you guys the picture. I'll find it at yeah. some point later tonight or tomorrow. I'll yeah, send post you it on Twitter. Picture, but post it up there. i didn't
0: say, do you know I'm talking to Connor Green right now? Just give me a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, <Let> me... yeah
2: <laughs> absolutely. And then at that same draft, I was within five feet of Gary Bettman, who is like no more than five foot tall. Why didn't That's you
1: kneecap guy, him or something? Measel. Yeah. Why didn't
2: Everybody you just... <laughs> was give him a... out, telling him, you yeah. suck. You yeah, should have yeah. given him a shot
1: right to the outside of the knee. Yeah. Just drop an elbow on the top of his head.
2: Right? Yeah. But that type of stuff will no longer be able to happen. And I think oh, that stuff. the NHL yeah. is the one professional sport in the U.S. anyway that you can still have that close contact of experience with the professional side of these sports teams and it not be a disaster like you would see with some of the NBA or the NFLB you know, public Mm -hmm. interactions. And that's what I think is a detractor. Um, This is another tough take for me um, on the NHL following the whole pride tape and getting rid of military Mm -hmm. night jerseys and yada. Yeah. It's just a, another kind of shitty scenario after another.
0: Yeah. You know, what I would like to see them do is go prime time in round one, at least like do a prime time round one, uh, all the bells and whistles like the NFL. I'd like to see that, and then the next day they can do the rest of it, whatever. But I'd like, especially when they have big, big names like a like a Bedard draft would have been great, like a Crosby draft, those types. Like do a big prime time event that would be cool, not on a Saturday afternoon at noon, right? Whatever on uh, you know sixty five channels down the <laughs> dial.
2: This year uh, it was on a the first run was a Thursday night at like eight p.m. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep
0: doing that. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing that.
1: Keep doing that.
0: Uh, all right. So the Buffalo Sabers have individual goal songs on their club. Uh, anything stand out from here, it's Smitty? You gotta love Casey Middleton, your new favorite player with <laughs> foreigner. <laughs>
1: absolutely yeah i'm a huge fan of Foreigner. i'm a huge fan of casey uh yeah. no i just think it's cool that that each each guy gets to individually pick i wish more teams would do that uh we've talked about it before where i really think they should do a, a better job marketing the players and kind of showcasing their personalities to get more people involved to get more people uh you know that like the players you can buy the merchandise you buy the jerseys the whole thing. So I really think it's just a cool idea to have, you know, each guy have its own song, you know, show some personality and whatnot. And, and, but
2: uh, not too much personality.
1: <laughs> not too not much. Not too much. No. Because yeah, if you not, show not too, too much, much, then the Leafs have a new goal song. Uh, and that was, uh, <laughs> taken away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after about 15 minutes. So, no. um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's, uh, there's, degrees of that. But, uh, I think <laughs> there certainly should be uh, a little more personality shown. And I think that's a great idea to, uh, to have, we should have goal songs. Okay. What, yeah. uh, what, what, are, what are you guys, what, what would you choose Matt for, uh, for a goal song?
0: I would go, you give love a bad, bad name, you know, shot to the heart, whatever, <laughs> right out of it. I, I I
2: think that's a good one. I, would your Steli be the the pretend shoot? Yeah, yeah you gotta
1: you gotta go you gotta go arrow um, right down to a knee. Yeah, yeah I mean I Bowling I think arrow
0: yeah. shot to the heart. Dang. I think yeah, I, I think don't that's do have to play the rest of the song. Just say the <laughs> just play the
1: shot <laughs> to the heart. And I, I'm on my knee, friggin' shooting it. I think that would be yeah. a great one because I think the crowd would, yeah. would be into it. I think oh, yeah. the crowd would be They'd fired up for
0: it. Shot to the
2: heart.
1: Yeah, Hell yeah. So uh, I I like that one. How about you, Connor? What would yeah. you What would you choose?
2: Well, I don't know how well it would play like in an arena and getting other people hyped up, but when I played sports growing up, I always really got all tuned up to Suicide Messiah by Black Label Society. Okay, okay. I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that band. If not, you should definitely go look it up. I I did I
1: have I did listen to it because we talked about this a little bit uh, previously. So I did listen to it. I like it. It's, okay, you know, yeah, okay. it's, a, it's so, yeah, you get, a, it's, you know, it's hard metal and, uh, yeah, and it's good, you know, get the crowd amped up, get them, get mm-hmm. everybody lathered up. Everybody's chugging beers and, and making, yeah. uh, you know, making, making some noise. So I, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's good. I know I, Suicide Blonde, I don't know Suicide Messiah, <laughs> but, you know, a
2: little
1: in excess. <laughs> so I have, I have a top three that I want to put out okay. to a, to a fan vote. Uh okay. and and they're all a little different. So we're you know, we're kinda going different vibes all together. So you have to kinda, you know, see what you think of me, maybe what you think of my personality. Okay. And I want the fans to vote on this. So number one, we're going Taylor Swift. I'm a Judging. little bit of a Swifty, so Taylor Swift style. That one's uh, that one's uh yeah, you can judge me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm I'm secure and I'm secure enough in my in the fact that I that I liked uh Taylor Swift. I sure. I, I feel like I I'm I mean I'm not really showing now I'm in a white long sleeve t shirt and a baseball hat, but I feel like I have pretty good style. So I think style would be yeah. a good one. Uh yeah. I have hard to handle by the Black Crows. Okay. Uh I think that would be a good one. Uh just because, you know, you just score a little and then you hear the yeah. I, you know
0: what, can we go original raw and not the horns one? I don't like the horns one.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't you want know the that horns. version.
0: I don't yeah. want that. I want the raw dog it Yeah. Raw dog it with yeah. the with the guitar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. And then okay. uh and then uh talk dirty to me by poison. A little okay. little eighties hair band will get after it yeah. with that. I think okay. that would get the crowd uh up and amped. So we'll we'll uh, those are your three choices. I want the fans to vote and decide what my goal song should be. Right, definitely. Let's put, we'll put that out to a tweet and everything. We'll just we'll we we'll Yeah, a little like, fan vote. What the they can uh, they can tweet uh and mm-hmm. and pick. Uh we'll tweet it out after the when we drop the show and uh if you uh there. if you find us on on YouTube, uh you can comment in the comment section on there too and and let us know what what, what, my, what my what mm-hmm. my Song should be. Yeah, go ahead.
2: We have, we have been horrible, and we have not told all of you beautiful audio listeners that you are sorely missing out by not checking out the video version of our podcast oh, because yeah. we have stepped it up with some of the graphics that you have already missed out on on this episode, mm. and I feel like this is the perfect transition into the treat that we have mm. for you all. For everybody who's listening in audio, this is just going to be a nice little jam for the next sesh here. For everybody who looks on YouTube, you can view this in the middle of the podcast. We'll also clip this out later and get it into a segment. But we're going to give you guys a little treat, and we're going to show you all of the fights that happened in the first week of the NHL. Uh, That's amazing. And Mr. Matty Berry, you haven't seen this video yet. I haven't. You're I'm gonna amped. be able to react, yeah. and the world will hear your re- your whole reaction. Oh, it will! It will. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna to go. we're gonna comment we go.
1: as we go. Here right. we go. Right. Wow, that
0: the guy—he's
2: a big boy. Arbor Jackey, yeah,
1: and Jack Reeves. That Reeves, that'll happen again. Yeah. There'll be there'll yeah. be a round two of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, Reeves oh, wants yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Johnny Beecher. He did Johnny not want Beecher. any of this fight. No, he didn't. <laughs> he held his so arm. He held he his arm stuck at the end.
1: Yeah, Luch said he was going to teach him some uh, some more, uh, some <laughs> right. give him some pointers right. so he doesn't get shit-canned right. by somebody. Yeah. Okay, eh I'm going to chase him down the ice, get after it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right after him.
2: Hey, don't run away from me, boy. Get
1: back here. Oh, yeah. Oh, a little hip throw. He's like a a rodeo man. That was a a good Canadian boy there. The hip throw.
2: It's the UFC.
1: Oh, that's dirty. That's a dirty hit. Dirty hit. Oh, yeah. O'Connor. Leferriere. It's a dirty hit. It was dirty.
2: But wait for it. Yeah. All the hip boss. There's is family. This you know, is like family going berserk. <laughs> Look <laughs> at his mom. His mom or his sister or yeah. whatever that is. That's
0: yeah. Dirty Hype. boy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're cheering the fight, not the dirty hit.
2: Right. Dirty. Ooh. ooh Sit down. Hello. Hello. Huh? Oh. Ooh. Jesus. Are on I'm a tough customer. He's a big boy. Yeah, he yeah. is. That dude's a little. Wow. Ooh, the
1: hey, mustache fight. That looks mustache. like an account. <laughs> the mustache fight. <laughs> Couple of
2: dastardly men. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: 28 wants no part of that. He has yeah, his back guy to him. Like, I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> Who is that? Just hanging on. Who was uh, that? He just waved him off like, stop it. Yeah. He's like, you're a joke, dude. Yeah. yeah. Fuck out of here. Oh, that's a big hit. Yep. And they'll drop him. Yeah. No, ooh. Pizzetti. Yeah, Pizzetti. Montreal's got
2: some sandpaper. They do. They yeah, do,
0: some
1: they do have guys.
2: some sandpaper. Yeah. They got a lot of young players. They kind of have to. They do. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that was. Ooh. Star players, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Mark yeah. Scheifele.
1: Yeah.
2: Ooh, oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no, Shifley. He's still hitting him. Wow. Yeah. Going after it on the ice. Oh. He is a little slime ball. Everybody knows it.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. A tough hit. Granlin? Yeah. He's that was Reeves on Granlin.
2: going to fight every game. He fought in back to back games to start the yeah. season, as you can obviously see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a rugged dude. He is such a good fighter. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Marcus Fleeno looking like a GT I'd like
0: model to see Reeves and Lucic go at it.
2: Oh, that's Colasar again. Yeah. He's a tough customer. Bruce Cassidy must love that, eh? Yeah. Oh, and there you have it. Yeah. Boy, a wonderful was... three and a half minutes of just people giving it to each other. That's a good
0: night. That's a nice, good <laughs> segment. Nice new
1: segment there. I love it. Giving them the <laughs> Giving it to each other. Yeah.
2: Sounds, like, it a, it
0: three, sounds right. like Sounds like
1: we just right. put a porno off there. Yeah, right. Watch, them, watch like all these. these yeah. YouTube on <laughs> Apple's like, now. what? What happened? <laughs> these people are <laughs> having sex with each other? It what? It what? He's giving it to them? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, All right, five-minute majors now. The big story is Edmonton off to a slow start, goaltending a suspect. Talk that maybe they'll be trying to get a goaltender at some point here soon. Could could this be the last go of it for them and then a big shakeup if they can't get over the hump?
2: It certainly sounds like it. Um, There's been a lot of talk about uh, Ken Holland, the general manager there, this being his last season. So it kind of makes sense that this is, you know, uh, a go for a go for gold season. And of course, you know, we've heard all the rumblings about their goaltending kind of being atrocious. The first game that they played was like an eight, one loss where both Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell gave up, I think almost an equal four four apiece. apiece. Yeah. Right. And panic set in immediately in Edmonton. And of course, I have Jack Campbell on my fantasy team and I cried myself to sleep that night. <laughs> um, but for Edmonton, I think the, the question still remains for the last two to three seasons. What's the goaltending look like? You know, they brought in Matias at He seems to be what they need as far as a calming defensive defenseman back there. Um, Darnell nurse looks like a massive overpayment at this rate. And then, who the hell can they try to get to play in that if they can't get anything consistent out of Skinner or Campbell?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. And there's a rumor going around about Boston. I don't see them trading either one of Swayman or of Allmark during the season, though. So I don't know what you do if you're Edmonton. But if that's the downfall, that's a real shame because they have all the tools um, and they should be able to, to get there. But if the goaltending can really kill you, and, it's, uh, and it hasn't been good for them so far. Um, Elias Lindholm and the Flames are far apart in negotiations. Lindholm will be a free agent at the end of the year. Could he be a main target at the deadline?
2: Elias Lindholm. It sounds like he could be. Um, the talk leading into the, the season at the end of the offseason was that after Backlund got signed, it was going to be kind of a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And yet here we stand, and I think every day that he's not signed is probably better for the rest of the league. Um, One of the things that we kind of skipped over with the Kirby-Doc conversation and him getting injured is that's a centerman that Montreal is down, and they were Mm -hmm. currently in abundance of plus one in the centerman group and were Mm -hmm. looking to potentially be you know, kind of the dealer there. Mm-hmm. With them probably holding back and being more conservative in that department, if the Flames are going to take the step back that I think most of us think we will, they will, that probably becomes the top trade ship mm-hmm. by the trade deadline. He will be, you know, one of the top names. And, of course, I think Dougie Hamilton has had his name in uh, – or not Dougie Hamilton um, –
1: Noah Hannafin. Other,
2: Noah Hannifin. There yep. you go. Yeah, yeah, He's had know. his name out there as somebody they've been looking at potentially moving as well. So
0: yeah, it seems to be every year.
2: There's it's been Hannafin. a lot of changes in Calgary, and I think you know we're still in the midst of that turnover.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I that, that was someone. I think uh, I think Lindholm would be a good trade chip for for teams, and and I think Calgary should. Uh, try to trade them to, to maximize, you know, what they get in return instead of letting them walk in free agency. Mm. So they really need to probably uh, entertain offers uh, and maybe they can get kind of a bidding war happening and and get some pieces to start that rebuild, which uh, you know, is, I guess, already underway maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's an
0: interesting matchup of Lindholm and flames and Canadians like That'd be a that'd be an interesting destination. I mean, the Canadians. No, have
2: no, the young no, no, no. Players. I'm not saying he's going no. to the Canadians. Okay. I'm saying right. that the Canadians were somebody that was looking to move a centerman. Right. And now that they've lost Doc, they're probably not going to, you know, right. look to move anybody. Right. So now Elias Lindholm is virtually the one and only centerman. Right. Center without the move.
0: Right. that so you're going to move. Uh, right. Well, I guess the year.
2: Stephen Stamkos is still pretty pissed off at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So I guess that's always an option. Yeah. But it's really tough to move your uh your captain and franchise yeah, pillar in the middle one. of the season.
0: Yeah, especially when he's near the end of his career and yeah, you and really it, think he should finish there.
1: Yeah, I mean if he's gonna be uh you know, if they're gonna be a playoff team and it certainly feels like they should be one of the top four in the Atlantic that um, you know, he he's gonna be there. They're gonna they're not gonna trade him for the playoff run. No you know, they're gonna let no. him uh try to win another one before you know, whatever happens, happens. I think. Yeah, I think they'd probably just rather let him walk than trade him during the year.
0: Um, all right, Matty, ben- Matty Beniers has been drawing comparisons to Patrice Bergeron as far as a two-way centerman in Seattle. Uh, this was a little surprising to me. I didn't realize what type of defensive player he is, uh, and it's lofty <laughs> to say this to say the least. Uh, when when uh, when Bergeron won six Selkies.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't oh, just you can't just. Uh you know, throw that name around lightly when it comes to defensive forwards. uh, You know, that's a tough act to live up to. I mean, he was St. Patrice for a reason. Like he does everything right. He's always in the right position. His sticks always in the right position. You know, he's Mm. a, he's a great guy off the ice, you know, the leadership, Mm. the whole ball of wax. So uh, that's a tough comparison for him to live up to, especially Mm. being, you know, a Massachusetts kid. He's from here. So, mm. you know, getting compared to a, a Boston legend is not right. not exactly an easy thing uh, for for a local kid. So no. uh, hopefully he has a good career. I mean, he had a really good rookie season. So uh, hopefully that continues and see how it can kind of snap out of this early season start that they had.
0: Yeah, so, maybe, you know, maybe they can they can match him to uh, Anze Kopitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Let me ask you let me say this and see what you guys think. For this comparison, I don't think that Bergeron has necessarily always been the best defensive hockey player in the NHL. However, he is the best defensive forward who can put up the massive amount of offensive production while being that dominant in the defensive side. So I right. guess what I'm trying to say is he is so good at both equally.
0: Right. Right. That, that somebody
2: is. who is right. just massively offensive or extremely right. defensive oriented. Right. right. You know, there are better in each of those sides, sure. but, right. he but, but he's the best package.
0: Right. Yeah. And in in any in any awards, offense does does shine through. I mean, even in Norris, the Norris
2: from, Trophy. You know, yeah, perfect yeah. example. I mean, it's the epitome, right? Of right.
0: So you're right. Moron. If he scores thirty goals and has sixty-five points or whatever, you're right. Seventy points, then you're right. It's then that makes him look even that much better, and that has definitely helped him. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure it has. And I mean, um, right now, Matty Beniers is uh, having a rough start to the season. He's got goose eggs across the board.
0: Yeah. I mean, Beneers, I mean look, you you're a young player, he had a good you know, rookie year, but you know, you have to the consistency is what we talk about all the time. Smitty talks about it all the time. You gotta be consistent. And that's how young players continue on in the league and become good players, is their consistency. And and if you can't have that, you'll be up and down and mm-hmm. you'll be, you know, in the minors, in the you know, back at the club, in the minors again and, and moved around and that's why a lot of Prospects don't make it it's because they're not consistent enough. So Beneers needs to go a long way before he's drawing comparisons to someone like Bergeron. You know, uh, yeah. Who who in Bergeron? It took a while for him to be compared to like a Guy Carbonell. Like sure. that's what he was. That's who he was compared to. And uh, but it took a while to get there. And
2: yeah, once uh, he got rid of those frosted tips,
0: right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Taylor Hall comes to the defense of Connor Bedard says there's too much attention on him. Uh it's a little bit unfair and so forth. I agree. Um, it is and it's it was really the God. ball washing was at a high level uh in the first week of the season, all over the place. Um
2: I it's yeah. it's still happening. I mean <sighs> I hate to say this because we did it at Inside the Rink, too, but it's such a hot-button topic, and people want to read about it, so you kind of have to do it. But seeing all of these media outlets with the Connor Bedard Week 1 Roundup, like, oh my god, barf. You don't even hear about anybody else on the team. You hardly even hear Blackhawks anymore. You mm-hmm. just hear Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. God mm-hmm. damn, stop! Right.
0: I know. We, you know, looking back at the last ten or fifteen number one picks, I mean, you got you know McKinnon and McDavid. It wasn't this bad Crosby. for
2: McDavid. No, I don't know.
0: no that's yeah. the thing. This is this guy is not at that level. I mean, I think he's really good. And he has some real good talent that you see, but it's not like he's better than Crosby and those guys. Like even Taylor Hall and Tyler Sagan. You know, that was a one two. That was a big big time. And that wasn't was well, to this level.
2: I actually think that Connor Bedard right now is leading the NHL in five on five scoring opportunities. So Is he? Well, he's playing I, I with, think so. Feeds him the puck. Whoever's so listening be, to this fact check me. You can Yeah, right. I mean he's well, well he I mean he's
1: playing a lot of minutes. He's really talented and he is really good, but you know, to, like, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. McDavid was a generational talent. He came in and blew up the league. Like, he could skate faster than anyone and stick handle at speed faster than anyone while he was skating faster than anyone. Right. And then score. And then shoot the puck like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, the whole I mean, give the kid I some think- time to kind of ease in and find his way before yeah. we start pumping him up like he's the next coming of Jesus Christ. I mean, it. it it's going to take a little time for him to adapt to the league and get used to the league and get used to going against grown men as, as, and really good defensemen too. He's going to see the top pair every time everybody knows the rest of the team stinks. So everybody's Mm -hmm. focused on him. So, I mean, he's got a lot to live up to and I agree with Taylor Hall that everybody should just kind of give him a little bit of space. (laughs) He needs to get out on the road on like a long road trip with Chicago and kind of, you know, hopefully, you know, just yeah, kind of be with the
2: traveling circus at that point. Right?
1: Yeah, but just, you like, know? be with his team and kind of get away from, like, all the home media distractions. And, like, I mean, I know it's going to follow him around because he's built up as, you know, a Mad yeah. Idol. He's got porn stars trying to hit on him in his DMs. Right. I mean, right. he's got... A, the, it's just the attention is coming from everywhere and he needs right. he needs to take a step back and take a little, I mean, you know, just, take I'm a just, breath.
0: I just find it odd that, that it's this guy, like with all the number one picks in the past that have been tremendous players and top of the league players like McDavid and McKinnon. And I just can't believe it's this guy that we're going to just
1: hump the shit out of. Yeah, I mean it, I it should have happened before for McDavid. This should have been happening for McDavid. The same kind of media attention and and all that. But the you know, the NHL wasn't on ESPN at that time, so they didn't have a worldwide mm-hmm. media outlet to spread it around. He also had an unbelievable junior like world junior championships where he was just like skating through guys and scoring. I think he scored the game winning goal in the, in the gold medal game. So a lot of this is like genuinely uh, valid, you know, the hype, like he's, he is a generational talent. I mean, he is, he can Mm -hmm. shoot the puck like crazy. He can stick handle. He has great vision, like everything, but he's a smaller kid. So he needs mm-hmm. to get some, get yep. a little stronger and be to be able to withstand the. You know, it took Jack Hughes a little bit. He's a little bit of a smaller guy. It took him a little yeah. while to kind of.
2: To, and he yeah. still and hasn't not, had his defining moment. No,
1: he here. hasn't. But he's. I no. uh, tell you, it's coming real it's coming. soon. It's coming this I'm year, real a soon. Negative
2: connotation in this sentence. You've seen so far that all of the superstars on the teams that he's faced have gone at him. Yeah, yeah, pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Now with all this extra attention, and I think what Taylor Hall is really trying to accomplish here is to stop getting everybody to hype this kid up because at some point, this is going to be the Matt Benning and Connor McDavid scenario, where he gets run in a really dirty hit and taken out.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's possible going to
2: be some fringe player who's just up for a couple games because of an injury or, you know, playing on a, a terrible team. And that's why he's not in the a- AHL right now and just absolutely demolishes Connor Bedard in a corner somewhere mm. and either hurts him or something else with consequences. Mm-hmm. And then what? Right.
1: Yeah because I mean, like perfect.
2: you said Connor Bedard is moderately small and yes the yes. Blackhawks did beef up their team to kind of insulate and hopefully protect him but he plays on the line with Taylor Hall and Ryan Donato there is nobody coming to your rescue my brother
1: no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean the only the only better thing that whole better hope Seth they, jones they, is out there with them yeah. right if they, yeah.
0: if they suck then there's no meaningful games then that that plays into it too. Like if it gets into a playoff situation where it gets rough and tumble and you know, that that's that's where it's you're gonna see how much he can really he can really withstand. But if they suck and there's no meaningful games, like that's the other thing. Like he can just go score his points and it doesn't really matter because they're not winning games. You right. Know? So um all right, Barry Melrose is stepping away from the game. Uh
1: you know for what he's done for the game would you consider him for hall of fame i would i think in like a you know a builders category um, yeah, coach, i think the builder yeah yeah i think i think yeah. um you know he's been kind me. of a a really good ambassador for the game for you know 20 yeah. 25 years he he coached yeah. uh with the kings they went to a cup um yeah. you know so he has some credentials so i would consider it um yeah. you know as a as a player coach, no, I mean, not right. at all, but right. it, you know, if you want to put him in, uh, you know, like one of special the special, yeah, the section. special, they have a section for like builders of the game and stuff right. like that. So I could right. see that. Um, but you know, only there, not in like the traditional sense of like, you know, his, uh, on ice or coaching merits, like, right. You know, right. he fits that way. I don't think he does. All right, coaching mullets or coaching merits. <laughs> yeah, w- okay. M- mullets and All merits. Right. He he okay. he was yeah. he was uh, very skilled in both. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the old slick do. Yeah, I'm just jealous. I know, right? Um,
0: but Barry, Barry, uh, you know, I enjoy listening to him doing his commentary. Sure. I mean, he's got great personality. He's loved by everybody. Um, and uh, you know, he he has to step away from the game, but. Uh, he had that one run in '93 mm-hmm. with with Wayne Gretzky in the Kings and lost to the Montreal
1: Canadiens in '93. That was the last team a Canadian yeah. time, uh, last time a Canadian yeah. team won the Cup.
0: Thirty years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's incredible. Um, all right. Here's here's one for you, Scott Wheeler of the Athletic. John Tavares is in year six of seven in his contract. Has 360 points in 363 games while playing second line minutes and winning 57% of his draws in his age, 31 to 33 seasons. He has missed five games in the lease of 54.2 times goal four percentage with him on the ice. He lived up to his end of the deal is what Scott says. Do you think Connor that John Tavares has lived up to his end of the deal with the lease? Have they want to stand like up? No. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. yeah, And this speaks to the, you know, how fair is it or unfair in a team sport to hold a cup, not winning a cup against someone and so forth. The numbers are there. I just never thought Tavares was a great fit and probably why they haven't gone. They went past the first round one time last year. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, that's probably why, I don't think he's a great fit with them, but you know, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel like he hasn't lived. I mean, they they haven't won the cup, so I don't, you can say that he hasn't lived up to it. Um, I think he probably would have been a better fit with Boston, honestly. Yeah. Uh, And the Bruins tried to get him, Uh, but um, yeah, I, I mean, he's all the points are there. Everything's there. I mean, he, he did everything he could, but it's, 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 not his fault, but it's his fault at the same time. Cause he, he went there and was the captain of the team. So he's the captain. So the criticism, uh, as the captain falls on you, I mean, it does. Yeah, it's he's like,
0: the, you know, he's the, um, the Mississauga Canada guy. Yeah. He's I mean, the he's the, guy. you know,
1: yeah. had yeah, The, you know, the Canadian underoos, the Canadian PJs, yeah. you know, the Toronto PJs on when he was a kid. It's his hometown yeah. team. Um, so yeah, he's going to take the brunt of that criticism because they didn't win while he was captain there Uh, and it's nothing that he did it's not his fault Um, but those are those are the breaks so that's what that's why you get paid the big bucks you know what i'm saying
2: yeah
1: if if you're going to take that kind of a contract you have to accept you know the repercussions and everything that comes along with that if your team doesn't perform up to the level that they should Minus thirty three in his career. Interesting. Wasn't Bergeron like a plus two forty or something? Yeah, I think Bobby Orr was plus one hundred and forty six in one yeah. season.
0: Yeah, one season. Yeah,
1: Tomorrow's is minus thirty three. I mean, he's a really good player, obviously, yeah. but
0: um, I think it's you know it's a fail because Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs fans are going to say it's a fail, and it's going to be a fail. It's a it's a stain on him, and this is you know going into now this is year six, so he has one more year after this. You know, if this is the year that they have, to, they have to win the foolish thing or at least get to the cup finals. Like, they have to get further along. They have to get to the Eastern Conference finals, cup finals. They have to do it to try to break a little bit of that stigma, even if they don't win it. They, I mean, they have to. I mean, they have Bertuzzi now. They, have, they're going, they go all out every single year. They have to do it before the dam breaks and they have to let some people go. So, so
1: like they, they just aren't doing it right. Like they just, they're just not doing no, it aren't. right. They, no. they're not, they, they don't goal invest goal in goaltending goal and they don't invest yeah. in defense. They're just not doing no. it right. And until no. they do those two things, they're not going to win. So no, they, they, mm-hmm. I mean, they got Tavares. Yeah. They, and then they got Matthews and Marner and Nylander and that's all great. And then they paid all those guys when they should have mm-hmm. traded one of them and got some legit, defenseman or a goaltender. And then they would have been in great shape, but they didn't. So
2: work it backwards. Yeah. Right. So like everybody looks at the core four for Toronto. Now you say the names, you say Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. Yeah. Well, we're pattern people, which one doesn't fit the pattern Hmm. Tavares. He's the old man in the group, right? Yeah. Yeah. So out of that core four, You could, I would argue anyway, that he would be the one that you have to get rid of or should have never had because at his contract, I believe he makes 10 or 11 million dollars. Even if he is performing to his contract, no matter what, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, that money could have been better spent elsewhere. Sure, and that's why his contract will always be a failure to Toronto Maple Leafs fans, in my opinion, or it should be anyway.
0: Yeah, right. Like you're saying, you're you're paying a second line center,
2: sometimes third.
0: Yeah, sometimes third. Right, and that he's not getting the ice time that Matthews is, and so forth. Um, His cap hits 11 mil. I mean, that's (laughs) that's a lot of money. That's no small potatoes, man. No, that's that's not. And mine is making 11 and. Now Matthews is making 11 or so. So, yeah, I mean, that's a ton of money in, in offense.
1: Yeah, he's spending and, 40 million bucks uh, on four guys when yeah. you should have taken 10 million of that and right. got a, you know, top pair defenseman and a goaltender. Right, Riley yeah. And, yeah. and who was the other one uh, Giordano and all Yeah, I mean guys. they brought I in Giordano like, cuz he was a local guy but he was yeah. you know not cashed but I mean right. he's on the, back, I mean, end. He's the back end. He's on the back right. end. He was good he with the Flames heart yeah.
2: deal. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean so it's it's like they're trying to they're, like defense is an afterthought. They're like oh we can squeeze in Giordano on a team friendly deal cuz he's from, you know, Ontario. It's like, mm-hmm. you know,
2: they go oh, out and get a defenseman. They got John Klingberg, who's an offensive yeah, defenseman. It, right. He, he,
1: he, he might yeah. be the worst defenseman in the league at actual defense, Klingberg. Right. right. Like, he's a right. fantastic offensive player and puck right. mover, but he might right. be the worst defenseman right. at actually playing, playing defense, defense in yeah. the league. Right. And the that's Leafs, the guy that they signed.
2: The Maple Leafs' entire strategy. <laughs> Score so many goals yeah. they can't keep up. That's right.
1: That's why that's they mean, lose in the playoffs work, and they're great in the regular season. Right. You know, you can you can win games seven six in the regular season. You can't win games seven six in the playoffs. You can't. No, not no. not sixteen no, of them. Can. You can win maybe three. No, but that's not sixteen.
2: Ryan Reeves and Tyler Bertuzzi signing. You know, right. It, well, it's with Ryan world O'Reilly
0: world. that
1: it would help, and
2: yeah.
0: Ryan O'Reilly
1: it's, couldn't get them. But again, those do. guys got past the first round. Those guys are forwards. They're forwards, yeah. Forwards, get a fucking defenseman that can play <laughs> right. defense. Right. Right.
2: You never know. They're probably going to go and trade for Noah Hannifin.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, that's and that's another guy who's good offensively and shaky defensively. Exactly. Yeah, that's another guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. scored 400 goals this year, a new NHL record, but they gave up That's 471.
0: Right. And who is playing net?
1: I mean, I you know,
0: I mean it's they just they don't they don't do it right. They don't They're do not it right. Doing it right. They don't do it right. You know, and they they continue to just throw money at offense. You know, we're just going to get Bertuzzi. We're going to get Ryan O'Reilly. We're going to get just an can't auto, score enough league.
2: goals. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's just, and then, and then once it comes to the to, to playoffs, you know, they play a team with better defense and better goaltending and they lose. And they so. lose. what
2: we will have to do is we will have to get somebody on from the Leafs late night podcast. Yeah. And we will have yeah. to ask some of our burning questions about yeah. the Toronto. Yeah. League. It will
1: be interesting to see what their take is on, on if they think yeah. they're doing it right or wrong. Are they, like, are they yeah. building the team the right way in, in I their think that's eyes? A great. Good, that's you a, great know, great idea.
0: Yeah. I think we should see what think they think
1: was the is the is the
0: method they should be using because this isn't working. No, it so isn't. I think they I think they sh- I'd like to hear what fans, like true fans, knowledgeable fans would say about what they want the Maple Leafs to do. And I bet it surrounds defense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it would have to, right? Well, As, I would hope so. You know, I the would defensemen hope so. are just not good enough and they're never good enough. No. And that's no. just the way it is. Um, all right, so that'll do it for episode two. Uh, what was Yo! it? Throw, throw down the gauntlet. What was it? Throw two your, <laughs> your own, horn, horn. two your own
1: horn. Yeah, two your own horn. So, oh, we didn't even talk uh, about that. No, the toot, the, <laughs> we the we named thing. the episode that we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> <The> gold horn. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the the Bruins and and Rangers are the only two without a gold horn. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, the Bruins are part of the no fun police. That's they absolutely are. It. That is a given. Yeah, that that right now they play the what do they play? They still play uh, zombie nation. rock and roll part two. What do they? Zombie doing? nation. Zombie nation. Yeah, yeah, That's
1: right. And then their their version of the goal horn is the PA guy going woo Ooh, after yeah. the after the after the guy that scores. Yeah, Rick Flair. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good, but like, have a goal horn. Right. I mean they yeah. just don't like fun and personality. Like everybody else yeah. every every other team in the league has an actual goal horn except for these every two. Every time that
0: thing goes off, I think of the old Buffalo Sabres, because they had a yeah. godly horn back in like Yeah, the 80s, but
1: that's great. 90s. That's what you want. You want to annoy the yeah. piss out of the other team oh, yeah. and the and yeah. the and the yeah, other absolutely. team's fans and, and and have your horn with a little personality. It should be like a fog yeah. horn from fucking some lighthouse in the middle of the you know, Charles yeah. But the NHL has the, a hard time the, with personality. You know, the like bay or whatever guys who have great
0: personality and they don't market them. Yeah, I know. Like I they have you seen anything from Trevor Zegers like all year long? No. no. Like and he has great personality. Yeah. You know, and they nothing. Yeah, you see nothing about the personality of these guys. Zero. And then McDavid, who's your top player, has next to no personality. Yeah. Well that's because Connor McDavid's
2: like taking up all yeah. the air time. Right.
1: Oh, Connor v- Carnival, yeah.
2: Or, or the God God. God. Yeah. God. God. The Connor McDavid. there's too many yeah. Connors. Fuck. Yeah, the wrong yeah.
1: Connor is. Yeah, it should be you, Connor. Connor Green should yeah. be getting oh, all yeah. the airtime. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, that's was- right. <laughs> <Market laughs> you got the personality. Let's market the hell out of you. I think that, I think we should. I think that's a great idea.
2: Gary, yeah. I will uh, get you in touch with my <laughs> publicist and yeah.
1: manager. Let me know. Come up with a come up with a good nickname for you. Yeah, if you yeah. if you get him in touch with uh and you meet him face to face, you should finally kneecap him like you should have done face, years face and years ago. Yeah. Face to <laughs> face to face. Get the face to face meeting. Uh, I really think no, you should yeah. crowbar his knee like Tanya yeah. Harding the shit out of him. Yeah. Just do him. it. Just do it. Yeah. He needs it. Just do it because he 'cause he, cause he no. kinda he's got a smugness to him, like when the crowds booing him and he's smirking oh, yeah. and he's egging them yeah. on. Somebody yeah. really needs to go up there and just Tanya Harding the shit yeah, out of that you guy. Mean, yeah.
2: You know what? How could you really take him seriously when he does that, when he's like this the whole time? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> he looks like a yeah. weird little mouse man i don't know what it he is he just
2: shakes constantly it <laughs> does, he does. makes me feel terrible His voice is
1: it. shaky and weaselly and yeah the whole package is just hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have hopefully like he's not listening yeah i mean i hope yeah. he doesn't have like you know parkinson's or als because i'll feel know, bad that's or why something. i feel no,
2: terrible no. about it when people yeah, are just not. like booing him i know he like it's tradition and all but like mm-hmm. man you're kind of getting old and you're no, yeah. kind of looking a little worse for wear than you used yeah. to. So, yeah,
0: I feel yeah, bad I about know. it now. I shake sometimes. I'm, I'm just old. <laughs> I shake. Uh, I shake with rage I sometimes when I watch I the shake Bruins. Game. With rage, <laughs> when I listen to Gary Bettman. Um, all right. Well, we hope you didn't shake with rage listening to us tonight, <laughs> and we will see you next time. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.